0: hey guys welcome back to the uncultured cinematic universe each episode we take a look at classic and iconic films from two perspectives that of the diehard fan and that of the uncultured who's never seen it before until right now and today we've got a very special episode for you guys as i'm sure you've noticed our young joseph uh is out on vacation which must be nice yeah what else is new? In this episode, we're going to be introducing, for the very first time, my wife, UCU social media guru and overall content extraordinaire, Ryan. Welcome <laughs> to the show.
1: Thanks. Hi. Hello. How's it feel? A little weird.
0: It's weird. It's we're real our, weird. But we're in our living room. We're so in our not living room. that bad.
1: Yeah. The neighbors are trying to bomb us.
0: Yeah. It's 4th of July, by the way. That, that's the day that we're recording this. Um, but yeah, so as a reminder, you can watch us on YouTube or listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, just search for The Uncultured Cinematic Universe. And remember to like, review, and subscribe, please. It uh, really helps us out and gets us in front of new folks, uh, fine folks. And look at
1: a, our Instagram and like all the post-i post.
0: All the things that Ryan does. it's Engage amazing. with
1: me. It's a lot of fun.
0: Engage with you. Engage with us. We're the collective, yes. you know. Uh, also, be sure to check us out, yes, on Instagram at UCU Podcast uh, for all the latest happenings and the whatnot. So, without further ado, let's hop on our rad dirt bike. And treat our robot overlords with respect and talk about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Which I'm just finding out today is spelled wrong? I didn't confirm. I don't
1: like it. It's, there's no, the first E that I think belongs there isn't there. After the G? Yes.
0: There is no E. I Correct. It. I wonder if that's on purpose. I meant to look it's
1: up. It's in, like if you look up, I looked up the um, the soundtrack to post a thing on the Instagram. Uh-huh. It's, it's not there. I think it's on purpose, but I don't like it. So James, it's probably fine.
0: James Cameron hates Ease. Well, like we talked about earlier, like maybe it's the... Maybe it's European. European color versus color. Yeah. You know? O-U-R versus O-R. Um, cool. So, all right, we are, like we said, this is July 4th. Uh, it's a new month, July, and we wanted to jump into um, summer blockbusters, right? Uh, and first out the gate, we're doing Terminator. Um we came up with this idea what 2 days ago.
1: Yeah. Well when we found out Joe was on vacation. Yes, Joe We were said, like Joe's on the moon for approximately 25 <laughs> days and we need to do something entertaining right now. <laughs> in <'cause the> meantime. <laughs> we can't
0: just spin our wheels for 2 weeks while Joe's gallivanting in Barbados. Yeah. Which is where he is. Yeah. He's legitimately in Barbados. We're
1: not jealous or bitter or no. anything.
0: We, we actually have a very, he sent us a very special video. We're not going to watch it just yet. I'm going to keep teasing it out. But We um, haven't
1: seen it. We have no idea. I,
0: I, I may live to regret not pre-screening it, but <laughs> I think it's going to be,
1: I mean, <laughs> how bad could it be? You how know? bad could it be? It's just Joe.
0: Oh. But we miss Joe. So yeah. we're trying something new. I think the last episode we talked about, it was our 20th episode, and we were like, fuck it, let's try new stuff, let's uh, buck the system, and we're really trying out this like in-person thing, um, where we're sharing the same space and kind of capturing the same
1: vibe. Yeah, it means uh, a lot of chords and rearranging a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't tell, but between us there is a host of baby toys and cords and gates and madness. And And a a
1: dog. dog. (laughs) Yeah. A lot happening. (laughs) So much stuff
0: is happening. Um, but all right, so back to summer blockbusters. Uh we had previously uh Joe and I had sorted out two other episodes that we were getting ready to do. And, you know, he throws us the curveball of being out of town for two weeks or whatever. (laughs) and um so we kind of scrambled two days ago uh your it was your idea Mm -hmm. right you said let's try something and you know trying to look at what truly makes a summer blockbuster and that's you know big budget big names and big return at the box office Um, really great really fun stuff and you had never seen terminator 2 you had seen the first one
1: i've seen many of the Terminator. i feel like the terminators are kind of like the fests and the Furiouses, where there's just lots of them and they can kind of go in order but they don't have to go in order because it's, it's if, a lot of blown stuff up and there's a robot guy yeah and it's, it's cool. a giant
0: loose universe you know there's no heart right. there's some rules but they're all kind of just bleh, loosey-goosey
1: and if it's really important they'll tell you 16 times
0: absolutely yeah right So when we were trying to figure out which movie we were going to watch, we were looking at a bunch of other things. uh, And I went through a list of like top 100 uh, of all time, summer blockbusters and like Jaws. And, you know, like, of course, all the Marvel movies that come out around the summertime, Avengers Endgame and all that kind of stuff things that you had seen and kind of digging around at some of your blind spots. You said, you know, like nineties, early nineties was kind of a big,
1: yeah, I have a big, for a long time, I didn't really care about a movie if it didn't have a Muppet or wasn't animated. Right. So, (laughs) so from like the mid nine, early nineties to like early mid aughts. Mm -hmm. If it had humans in it, it probably wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, when when we were talking about like just the general broad brush jokes of like all right so terminator 2 have you seen it and you're like i've seen some um and i think there are six terminator movies What
1: like the fa- i'm telling you
0: yeah right uh I, I was looking it up earlier there's four sequels that follow this one and it's bananas i didn't see i saw like part of the third one rise of the machines
1: i think i saw that one in theater where like arnold comes out of nowhere and like and he's all glowy. I, I, I don't
0: know. I, I don't remember. And then there was <laughs> I'm the one. I'm pretty with, sure I saw that one at theater. Yeah. Uh, there was one with Christian Bale in it. And I don't I, think I've seen and I think Terminator
2: he... Rise of the Batman. I have not seen that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where he caught a lot of flack behind the scenes because he like lost his shit with like some stagehand or something. And he's like berating this person. And he like almost, this was before like hashtag cancel culture happened, but oh. people were like dragging him on Twitter because he was treating this, I don't know, like a, like a stage gaffer or something like that. What do you want? Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was in the shot or something like that, or he was in the way oh. and he was yelling at him for like, be fucking professional or something like that. I don't know. Ridiculous stuff. Anyway.
1: I thought you said, room. I thought you said Christian Bale, not Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: First of all, Michael Caine would never... Would never. He would never dream <laughs> of speaking to someone like that. Sir Michael... Is he, is
1: he knighted? I don't know. Is he knighted? He might be.
0: He very well could be. He should I, be if he's not. Most of those older British actors are knighted just because, you know? Um Cool. All right, we've been we've been kind of just meandering and who knows, who cares. Uh, all right, so it's, let's It's
1: after bedtime. We don't it's my after brain bedtime. I drew on some awake eyeballs. It's my brain's a little squishy. We're just going to see what happens.
0: <laughs> That's right. It is 11:30 at night. Um, yes, yeah, so first impressions. Let's let's start from the top. Um, actually, let's get this out of the way. When we're addressing each other, I'm not going to call you by your first name because we don't have that kind of relationship. I'm just going to call you Nanner, what we do. Okay. Short for banana or banana, whatever. That kind of thing. Nanner, what was it like to finally watch a cornerstone of modern cinema?
1: Well, when I first started, I thought I had already seen it, because apparently it starts just the same way as the first.
0: There's mirroring kinds Overlapping. things that we talked about, yeah. like he goes to a biker bar naked. Yeah, he like shows I up naked,
1: clothes. gets yeah. in a fight, demands somebody's clothes and motorcycle. Like apparently that's in his programming, because he how... doesn't know any other way, I guess. I don't know. That's how So at first I works. was like, oh no, I've already seen this, now we got to pick something else. Turns out, no. No. Uh... And then that little redheaded kid, he's always the little bastard friend. I don't in know that the actor, time frame. I don't I, know who he is. Yeah,
0: I don't know the actor's name. I know him from Salute Your Shorts. That's what he's
1: from. Yeah,
0: he was Budnick. I that think makes was sense. His
1: name. Yeah, A little Isn't... skeevy redheaded mulleted,
0: just punk, just punk ass. Bad news. Just looks like a punk ass. He does. You know, he's he's like the the real human equivalent of Bart Simpson. I
1: think. Yeah, he really is.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, other other thoughts. You know, it this this movie is such like a solid fixture in cinema. It's often regarded as like one of the best movies of all time, kind of a thing. And oh, yeah. oh.
1: <laughs> can we dig into that? We'll dig
0: into that a little bit later. But you know, just general... I mean,
1: we both we finished this in very different headspaces.
0: <laughs> yes, go ahead and share.
1: I was laughing my crack off. I'm like, they're gonna give it. It's the claw, like. <laughs> And then I look over and he's like, (laughs) I did not get as attached to to, to the Terminator.
0: It's, it's touching. And I'll touch on that in the theme portion of it. But, you know, like I can't really remember the first time I saw this. It has just always been a fixture, just Mm -hmm. a, just always been there. Um, I don't know whether it was like a rental or we owned it or something like that, but this movie came out in 1991. I was four.
1: I was in kindergarten. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> and so like, I, I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to go see it in theaters because that's crazy at four years old. Although.
1: Although at that point, hadn't you already seen Ghost?
0: If it came out prior to this, yes. Cause Ghost came out in 1991, I think. Did or 90, 90 or 91. I think Ghost came out. And so. my mom did take me to see that in theater. But I don't think dad or mom would have taken me to see Terminator 2. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's... You just never know. So I did see this before I saw the first Terminator. Um, saw this so many times, probably on, like, TBS or any of the, the cable news, cable news, uh, cable channels, um, just... It was always one of those just summer fixtures that was just on. It was like this and Jaws and like Aliens was just like always on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I'd seen this probably more times than any other movie via cable. Just just because of the sheer popularity of the movie. Um, and it just fills me with nostalgia, which I'm sure feeds into my just, <laughs> just you know, gentle tear that falls at the end um because it's really touching it's really nice and we'll talk about it later
1: It is touching he does like adopt him as a father kind of a situation and the kid yeah. really loves him and the mom like even points out at one point she's like oh
0: he's the father figure he's the that... father
1: figure like everybody i've picked up in the past however long he like sucks <laughs> He's they're terrible we go to nicaragua and play with a bunch of weapons guns
0: and, and yeah it's a mess um but yeah it's wild to uh that I used to watch this movie as just like probably most people would of just, it's a popcorn entertainment explosions left and right kind of a movie, car chases, fight scenes, guns, all that kind of stuff. But now it's like rewatching it in 2023, you know, it's more of a cautionary tale and it's literally like just outside of the reach of possibility and reality. Right. Yeah. It's so relevant.
1: AI, like, Creeping in to steal people's, Turk our jobs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, like the robot. Like that's why I say please and thank you to the to the Alexa lady. Like all the time. We're we're gonna be friends. I don't I don't want to get blown up by the robots.
0: No, I mean I don't know if that was in Skynet's like programming to like. People who have been nice to automated phone <laughs> services or whatever like that. I need we will check marks them. and
1: green stars. I want to be friends with the robots.
0: Yeah. I want, yes. Kindergarten <laughs> stars across the board. These people spare them uh, from the carnage. But yeah, it's, it's horrifying to watch this now of like, oh God, like a lot of these things are uh, like real conversations that are taking mm-hmm. place. Um, you know, the. The, the, the conversations of AI research being put on hold until we can put constraints on it because it is advancing too fast and we will reach this point. Yeah. And like, oh God, it's so weird because the the first thing you notice, like as the movie starts, it's whatever month, but it's like 2029 and you're like, holy shit, that's six years from now. <laughs> it's
1: not even that far.
0: Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's bonkers to rewatch the movie now and, you know, yeah, 91 to,
1: that was oh the distant future the we'll distant never future, it'll that never could come never we won't happen. Come but on. now it's
0: just like oh 100% that could happen yeah like it's it's uh it's one of those those crazy things um cool so let's let's just hit some of these these things i know most of these you don't care about but they are they're, they're good conversation pieces like directors and things oh, like
1: oh i just don't i can't remember people's names
0: yeah well here we go uh so this movie was released july 3rd technically yesterday well, thirty. Well, in a couple minutes, it'll be a couple days ago. Yeah, 32 years ago, 1991. Um, directed by James Cameron, the James Cameron, uh, who loves to explore the Titanic and go underwater, Avatar, Aliens, Titanic, right? Uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, and introducing Edward Furlong. That was the little credit. It's the kid. Oh, okay. Um,
1: Robert Patrick, the cop guy?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, He's done a bunch of other things. I've seen him in, like, uh, he's done a bunch of, like, HBO TV stuff like that. He was in, like, True Blood and stuff like that. He, oh, I think he was in uh, Peacemaker. I think he was Peacemaker's
1: dad. Oh, that's the same guy? I think so. I mean, I could see that being the same person. Yeah. He's got similar facial facial structure. Just,
0: you know, 30 years older kind of a thing. But yeah, um, so this movie had a budget of between ninety-four and one hundred and two million, and cleaned up at the box office. And I think this is worldwide five hundred and twenty for nineteen ninety-one dollars. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that translates to, but it's probably a bunch,
1: like a lot,
0: yeah. <laughs> probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, yeah. So with that, you know, stacked cast and that kind of thing, with the success, you know, this formulated you know a um runway for what it meant in the 90s to be a summer blockbuster smash. Uh, I don't know if like that term got like thrown around as much in the 80s. I'm sure there were some like the term blockbuster yeah I'm sure there were but like I felt like starting with this this year 91 and then every subsequent year there was, a definitive summer blockbuster. I can't remember what nineteen ninety two was, but like ninety three was Jurassic Park. It had to be Jurassic Park. Jurassic yeah. Park, and then like ninety six was like Independence Day. So like those kinds of movies, ramping up the budget, ramping up the stars, ramping up all kinds of insane SFX stuff. Um, well,
1: that was back in the time too, where you had like two big movies per season, and then you yeah. had to wait. 16 years for them to come out on vhs so you could watch them at home or get them on blockbuster yep, yep. so if you didn't see it in a theater you were you probably to never gonna see it and you were a very different person by the time it came out
0: <laughs> and you could not participate in those conversations yep. on the playground uh during recess um and then one other thing for the the uh academy award sweetheart of joe and who's here in spirit you know Uh, i can't wait to see this video i can't either we're gonna do it after this (laughs) because i can't put it off any longer uh this movie took home four awards at the 64th academy awards it took home best makeup best sound best sound effects editing and best visual effects so like the whole gamut of like sci-fi explosion that kind of stuff Mm. and i remember i knew that before we finished it today um You know, the makeup of Arnold, like, at the the last battle scene when he's getting beat to shit. And, like, his face is, like, half there. Like, that's really incredible effect makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd be hard-pressed to do that again these days without CGI. They wouldn't take the time. They wouldn't. And it wouldn't look as good. Mm -hmm. That's what I I think makes this movie look so... um, you know, stands the test of time, I I think, uh, and definitely being one of those, you know, it is one of the movies, one of the best movies, uh, in the history of ever. Okay, cool. So that's all of the overview. And now let's move into this quick segue and watch this Joe video. Again, we have never seen it. Joe sent it to us today. We humbly requested that Joe, you send in a video. We'll show it live and uh we won't look at it beforehand so i'm going to press And what did
1: he say he said oh that's absolutely my intention or something in that nature yeah so god knows what he sent us i have no idea
0: this is going to be bonkers all right so you're going to hit the unmute button and here we go
2: hi guys just calling in from barbados um i'm at a friend's wedding it's it's the worst Um, I just wanted to say thank you and congratulations to Ryan uh, for being the UCU's first guest host. It's a huge honor and I can't think of anyone better. I hear you guys are watching T2 Judgment Day. uh, And I had a couple fun facts about the movie that I wanted to share. First, the musical score for the movie is tied for my number one favorite movie score of all time. The theme for this movie goes so hard and complements the first movie so well. Second, if you have time in this episode, please talk about the Terminator 2 ride at Universal Studios, um, because it was one of my favorites. It's the perfect mix of action and cheese, um, and I think they closed it down, which is sad, and it should be memorialized whenever possible. Um, Anyway, just wanted to say good luck with the episode. And also, um, I know you guys are trying to Zuckerberg me right now. Um, you set me up. Uh, I know you planted that story about the chicken. This is uh, gonna be like I'm not part of the UCU, even though my name is on the masthead. Um, I'm sorry, my is at the cleaners. I'm not signing these papers. And you better lawyer up, assholes. Um, because when I get back for our speed episode later this month, I'm not coming back for thirty percent of airtime. I'm coming back for everything. Okay, thanks. Love you guys. Bye.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
0: that is the best thing Joe could have ever done. <laughs> I assured him through text that we weren't Zuckerberging him, but he didn't believe us. Apparently.
1: I, I guess he sees Justin Timberlake in this chair. I don't. <laughs> That's right. It makes you Timberlake.
0: <laughs> oh no! That's so funny, though. Well done, Joe. We miss you. We do. We miss you. I hope you're having fun. Uh, wear your sunscreen. Um, cool. So let's. Uh, I was going to do the trailer, but we'll do that uh, in a little bit. I want you to do the plot.
1: Should we first talk about the Universal ride before we forget?
0: Oh, you know what? we probably should. Okay. Um I'm It's darling. So you didn't see you didn't
1: I have not seen that. This was this predates my Universal
0: trips. Yes. Trips. Right. Um so it was there at its inception or shortly thereafter because I think
1: Where was it? What what's there now?
0: It is the Jason Bourne ride. Oh. So uh, it
1: was a show not a ride? It was a show. Okay.
0: Um very similar vibes uh to the Jason Bourne show or to Bourne Supremacy whatever, whatever show it is it is it was really cool whatever it is super cool not as innovative as that one mm-hmm. um it same kind of thing where it's like a big stadium kind of seating kind of thing big open thing and there's like a giant screen uh that's inter intercut with um real life actors coming on screen and like acting and then cutting away to like big uh Movie t- style kind of stuff in the background. Um, yes, definitely over the top, camp, ridiculous. The uh, they would have um, uh, team members, you know, who would perform as the Terminator. You know, and they always looked just like a little off, um, but they were real convincing and trying their hardest. Uh, you know, fake explosions, the the four D effect to the to the max. I don't remember what the storyline is, um, but probably not important. It's probably in- inconsequential, you know. But um, yeah, it was a cool ride. I only saw it like once uh, while it was there. Uh, it was either like under construction, any other time that I went prior, or um, the lines was were, were too long. But it was always a good one to go, uh, you know, to beat the heat or beat a crowd or something like that. But uh, same kind of vibe as the the born. The born ride mm-hmm. um but pretty cool but yeah i think it is immortalized joe somewhere um i <laughs> <Joe? laughs> think there's like a plaque or like a bust or something at the very entrance uh, at the entrance of the the new ride
1: if you're not careful all you'll be is a plaque or a bust at the entrance of the UC. <laughs> <do> <laughs> <laughs> zing burn take that joe <laughs> take that joe
0: um yeah, so that's that's the 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 T2 ride. Um, T
1: on the T2 ride?
0: Yes, 100%. Uh-huh. There is the T, spilling the T. Um, so my phone's tied up, and the iPad has the baby on it. Uh, so I'm just going to use my watch to time you for a minute, if that's cool with you.
1: Uh, we'll see what I can do here. I,
0: this don't, is,
1: I, I don't know if I need a minute, but maybe I do. We'll see how much I can ramble.
0: This is your first time.
1: Yes. I'm going to try not, I I have notes, but I'm not going to read them because that is cheating,
0: Joe. That is cheating.
1: And I'm going to try not to get hung up anywhere.
0: Like you said, it's a pretty in and out.
1: But it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So I guess start the clock and we'll see what happens.
0: All right. Here we go. And your time starts now.
1: So we open up on a bunch of machines crushing a bunch of skulls in this like post-apocalyptic nightmare. Uh... I, I don't remember if it's a, I can't, I can't stumble over this. Anyway, uh, the Terminator gets zapped in naked and then, uh, goes to a bar, steals a guy's clothes, gets on the road cause he's looking for John Connor. Uh, meanwhile, another Terminator gets zapped in naked and he becomes a cop guy. So there's seconds. cop guy. Okay. There's cop guy and there's ter- Arnold. And they go and find the kid who's off doing mischief. He's busting into ATMs and he's at an arcade and he's causing chaos and he's got a foster family. Um, uh, There's a lot of car chases. They go to get his mom out of the nut house where she's getting ripped. Um, Eventually, Arnold and John and Sarah all team up and... Go get weapons, and then a lot of stuff blows up, and Arnold dies in the in the dip. <laughs> in the dip. <laughs> <laughs> That's stressful, and I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, it is stressful. It's a lot. Um, without the visual element of knowing how much time you're taking, that yeah. is that is that is difficult. Um, but you got there.
1: <laughs> you got I mean, there. essentially, he shows up, they blow up a bunch of shit, and then he goes away, and hopefully. The robots don't take over the world.
0: Yeah, maybe they they did, and I think they were supposed to, like, reroute history, obviously.
1: That was the idea. Or the future. They were yeah. supposed
0: to. Um, first, I mean, like, without taking into consideration, you know, the obvious giant gaping plot, hole, plot holes or whatever, you know, the butterfly effect of just going back in time anyway, just kind of <laughs> fucking with everything.
1: Murdering everybody and yeah. blowing shit up. Yeah, and... isn't
0: going to change the course of the future anyway, right? Um, I
1: have seen that movie.
0: The butterfly effect yeah uh-huh. with Ash, with, 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 cooch? with mm-hmm. the cooch yeah uh great movie um where were we going with that oh so yeah right. so they rewrote the future right by destroying the evidence from the first movie which was the hand and the chip
1: and they blew up the the, the, the guy that wasn't their intention eventually, but they blew up the guy that was gonna do it.
0: Oh, that's right. They he was gonna be like, No, I'll just quit and destroy I won't do all the it. evidence. I'll help I you blow it I'll up it. and then he'd blow it up too. He done it up. Um gruesome, uh horrifying way to die. Um, but really cool, really cool scene. Um but yeah, so hopefully already just you know, just the future's good. Um by that There's regard. Like so like seven
1: more movies after that, so
0: there's no talent. I don't think it worked. <laughs> Which I'm really curious about because I haven't, I I only saw the third one once, but like barely, like I wasn't really paying attention to it. It was just like on in the background and I didn't see any of the other ones. So I have no idea how they pick up the pieces from the very close tied with neat with a bow ending of this movie. Yeah,
1: the guy who would have done it is in a million pieces. All the evidence is in a vat. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you want? I think maybe Dyson's kid, instead of making vacuums, thinks that he needs to pick up his dad's legacy. He forgets He needs that, to like, suck up his dad's legacy. He needs to suck up his dad's legacy. Never lose <laughs> suction. And uh, he's like, dad would have wanted me to make the robots. And he doesn't remember that the robots came back and said, please don't make the robots. <laughs>
0: he just conveniently forgets. I mean, he was
1: like 10 and he was, he was busy. I don't know. It was know. traumatic. It was traumatic.
0: So maybe he repressed it.
1: Maybe he repressed it and he was like, Dad would want me to make the robots. And then here we go, here we go again. Here we
0: go. Here we go again. <laughs> Terminator <laughs> seven. Here we go again. Here we go. <laughs> here we go again. I mean
1: Arnold's still pretty spry for an eighty-year-old guy or however old he, he is right now. He
0: is eighty now. Um he was I think he made an appearance or was one of the leads in the most recent one that they made. Uh Dark something. I don't remember what it was. Christian Bale one. Dark, Night Rises. dark Knight Rises. Dark Night Rises. No. <laughs> uh, uh, Terminator. It was like dark <laughs> futures, dark, something like that. Uh Dark terminal. That I don't know. made up. <laughs> but apparently James Cameron and some other person came back to re to write a direct sequel. They like bypassed the three bullshit like, ones that came in it between. It. They're like, All right, we're doing a direct sequel. Um Dark fate. That's what it's called. Dark fate. Um, but apparently that one got a lot of flack because, like, the movie starts with another Terminator as Arnold coming back and just, like, murking uh, John Connor at the beginning as a teenager.
1: And then roll credits? Like, what is this movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
0: like, where do you go from here? Like, who sent that guy? Who's the asshole? So, uh, no idea where where it goes from there. But... Um, cool. Before we forget, we'll we'll do some cheers here and we'll talk about our bevvies and then we'll play the trailer and then we'll come back to it. Uh, we'll do a little air cheers. We can't do it because we're across I am the room. Very stuck You are very stuck. And com- very comfortable. All right. So what we are drinking, we're both drinking the same thing. This is also a UCU first. Mm-hmm. We're in the same room. We share a lot of things. Um, and I couldn't come up with a second drink. You kind of already planted the idea in my head. Um, of making something like this. And it's actually quite delicious.
1: It is delicious. So I was inspired by the final scene where, and I, like, I, I, I don't know. The final scene where he is in the vat, and he's like, I'm dying, but then he gives a thumbs up. Yeah. And I, I could not believe that you were crying because I was dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. It's so good. It, it's all good or whatever, however Arnold it's sounds. Such, it's such
0: a good ending to me and we'll talk about that later but yes so that scene you were inspired by to make this beverage you wanted something wanted something red. red
1: and i thought it fireball would be a good starting point
0: yes fireball whiskey um so you mentioned that before we put the baby to bed and i was like all right i'm gonna make our cocktails and i just threw in a whole bunch of shit so this is uh two ounces of fireball an ounce of pineapple juice and an ounce of cranberry juice and half an ounce of grenadine to make it just, like, really, really red. Um, and it's
1: delicious. It's delicious, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, based on the scene that you're talking about, and, um, you know, we're going to dub it, uh, what is it, th- Molten Lava Thumbs Up, I think we'll call it that. Molten Lava Thumbs Up. I think that's what we're going to go with. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a little fiery. It's sweet. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh But, yeah. Uh, yeah, overall, it's real good. That's our cocktail. Um, great. Uh, let's let's look at the trailer. I haven't watched this one either, but um, let's check it out. Let's Joe it shows out. up in
1: this one. I'm gonna. Die. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna riot.
2: These were taken at the West Highland Police Station, 1984. You were there. Same model. These were taken today.
1: You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission.
0: Once, he was programmed to destroy the future.
1: What it's like to try to kill one of these things.
2: Now his mission. Get down. Is to protect it. Mom! Come with me if you want to live. You're really real. His loyalty is to a child. Who sent you? You did. 35 years from now. And his enemy. He's a Terminator like you, right? Not like me. Is the deadliest machine ever built. Can it be destroyed? Unknown. This time, there are two. Terminator 2. You just can't go around killing people. Why? If you thought you had seen it all, look again. Schwarzenegger Terminator 2 Judgment Day This time he's back For good Trust me
0: So I don't think that guy saw the movie (laughs) This time he's back (laughs) for good Did you miss the ending bro? He's not back for good He He has to make the ultimate sacrifice uh, with his molten lava, thumbs up, um, and for what? For why? Well,
1: because we know there's a bunch more movies.
0: Yeah, right. It's all for not. It's all for not. And like, Rise of the Machines didn't come out until like 2006 or something like that. Like, they couldn't just let it lie forever. They had to reawaken the franchise. I hate Hollywood so much. Um. Cool, so I wanted to talk about what makes this movie a blockbuster, and I kind of touched on some of these. It's a super stacked cast. Arnold was the action star of the time. Started in the early 80s, I think, or late 70s, I can't remember, when he did Conan the Barbarian, and then he did Terminator, and Predator, and then this, and then all kinds of things, and he's obviously a household name, but you know, you want to make... Uh, a blockbuster action flick, you get Arnold.
1: I mean, despite my aversion to movies with humans in them, I have seen most of Arnold's catalog. Minnie
0: and Arnold. It's strange. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Not on purpose. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, he makes good movies. He does. It's a good time. It's
0: a good time whenever Arnold's involved. Uh, Linda Hamilton uh, was making a name for herself, uh, obviously from the first one in 1984, uh, and then just cementing herself as just being a superb badass uh, Robert Patrick brought that insane, like, perfect, like, characterization of just, like, a cold, lifeless robot. He plays a robot. good
1: robot, especially his entrance. He's very, like...
0: Yeah, without being, like, too, like...
1: Yeah, without doing know. the robot. Yeah. He's very <laughs> robotic. Uh, robotic. Yeah. Um, and emotionless.
0: Super dead-eyed. Yeah. Yeah, you can totally tell. And then Edward Furlong was just, like, the coolest kid. Um, I I remember, you know, being young and watching this for the first several times or whatever, and just being like, I want long hair that's just in my face all the time because that just looks so cool. From his mama, yeah, who just was looking through (laughs) bangs. Girl, how do you see like that? It's just you can't, you know. Um, insane amount of explosions and it was
1: giving traffic thunder. It was so much just for the same. Yeah, just you know
0: a car flips over <laughs> so many things happening
1: and then also like a, this dirt bike must have been supercharged to outrun what was a it Mac a tow truck, truck and, that yeah. the that the cop guys stole
0: well i mean they were they were him and budnick were working on it in the garage before at the beginning of the movie so they were they were turning this the turbo up to 11 up to 11 <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they did it um <laughs> But, yeah, the set pieces and the sequences, like, you can, you can, when you think of, like, the plot of this movie and you're trying to remember, like, all right, what happens? How do you get from point A to point B? You're kind of just taken from action set piece to action set piece. Um, And they're all iconic. Uh, They all have been mimicked in multiple different ways and explored in so many other movies. But, like, the mall confrontation scene Mm -hmm. is Where Arnold shows
1: up with his box of roses. I've seen that emulated before. Yeah,
0: so cool. Um, And no
1: one in the mall gives a fuck.
0: They don't. They're not panicked. They're
1: not even, they're just going about their shopping. It's so bizarre. Yeah,
0: gunshots and siren, like, it's bonkers. It's insane. Like, why aren't they more panicked?
1: And like, the guy that's getting shot isn't dying. He's just exploding in these giant silver holes of...
0: Yeah, shouldn't people be more panicked by this? Which
1: was really cool. It makes sense that they got the nom or actual award for visual yeah like they deserved it that was really and i even said so while we were watching that was really really cool and they, i bet they were super proud of that especially oh, yeah. for the time
0: yeah super super cool stuff uh so you go from the mall chase or the mall confrontation showdown to immediately the highway chase which what you're talking about with the dirt bike and the mac truck tow truck and arnold on his harley mm-hmm. such a cool scene on the causeway or whatever that um
1: it's like that in drainage. the drainage that drainage gutter thing I've seen that in a few movies, too. It happens. You haven't seen Greece, right? Uh-uh. In Greece, oh, they do, they like do drag a drag race? race in it. Yeah. Not not drag race. Not the fun kind? Yeah. <laughs> no, very different.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's such a cool a, a cool use of, like, the space mm. and the city. Uh, you don't have to do it on a highway and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there don't like,
1: have to be a lot of people around. It's kind of oppressive because the walls are all around you. Yeah, it's... it's
0: And it feels, yeah, it is very impressive. Yeah, it feels very tense. It definitely plays into it. Um, You go from that to the mental uh, institute escape, um, which is, you know, uh, uh, super awesome for its own different reasons. You know, she's, you know, slipping into madness, you can kind of see. But, like also the the staff that works there is also like incredibly oh. shitty the licky guy obviously oh. gets his come oh. a, um but that that whole scene is awesome he deserved what he got he definitely and did then some. uh then you go to the dyson home um invasion which is where you get a whole lot of uh, plot and story there and then the cyberdyne building which is just explosion after explosion it's every made of glass yes <laughs> the whole building's made of glass and, and every
1: e- cop in the state showed up
0: and it's just the cops like <laughs> swat team national uh
1: there was no time
0: there was no time just send every cop ever and give them all shotguns to point at a eight foot eight story building
1: nobody go in the building
0: just point just your shotgun point shotgun your at shotgun
1: it. at the giant glass building we don't know what we think they're on that floor but we don't really know Luckily, but, they had a helicopter.
0: Thank God that helicopter But came. they
1: had to. Otherwise, the movie would have ended because then we wouldn't have had the, the next chase chase scene.
0: That's right. Uh, then you get the helicopter chase, which is so cool. And mm-hmm. again, thinking back to 1991 and, you know, all, a lot of that stuff, every single scene is done practically. They really flew a helicopter under a bridge.
1: Bananas.
0: Which is, uh, I can't remember the exact... Quote or whatever, but you know, there's tons of behind the scenes stuff with this movie. And you know, the stunt guy who flew that, you know, only had like a margin of error of feet on each side like a couple feet.
1: And if you like just tip the rotor one time, that whole thing is that's an actual real explosion. That's a
0: real explosion. Yeah. And it's much smaller than what would be portrayed. But like all of those wouldn't be a good time. Yeah. Like going under the bridge and then almost coming to one flying over it. Like super cool scene. And then, of course, the final battle. In the steel meal, steel, steel mill.
1: meal, steel meal,
0: um, super awesome, love that so much. Um, but yeah, uh, this movie set the precedent for 90s summer blockbusters, it was super successful and acted as the blueprint for years to follow, paved the way for CGI in a bunch of ways. Um, the a lot of the liquid metal scenes, like, hold up, they mm-hmm. don't look quite as shitty as I no. thought they would have for 1991.
1: It was really impressive, especially considering the technology at the time.
0: Yeah, like, I can't imagine how long that took yeah. to, to render any of those scenes. Or you to,
1: said it was how many millions of dollars? I mean, I bet a big part a of the budget mi- A hundred was million.
0: A hundred million total, but, like, to pay Arnold and, you know, all, all, all the explosions. And
1: blow everything up. <laughs> Every
0: single thing up. Uh, crazy. Uh, but
1: one one thing that we, we figured out and we found was the practical use of twins.
0: That's right. You did find that
1: out. So, such a cool thing. Like, um... The cop guy that was drinking coffee before the T-1000 murdered him. Oh,
0: he's the, um, uh, he's just like a security guard. He's like a sheriff
1: guy, sheriff guy. He was a twin. Uh-huh. So for like the few seconds that he's on camera with, you think it's CGI. It's not. It's a whole nother person.
0: I thought it was, you know, one of those scenes where they just shoot one half and then and like then layer on together. the other side. Yeah. Nope. That was his, his brother.
1: So smart. Two twins. Genius.
0: Twins. Basil. Very cool. Um, and
1: then didn't you say that Sarah's a twin? Sarah Connor's a twin? That's
0: right. Linda Hamilton has a, has a twin sister, and I think she shows up at the end.
1: At the end where the t is trying to trick John.
0: Yeah, even though poses. Mom
1: told him a thousand times, I will never ever, don't come back for me. Dummy. Dummy.
0: Yeah. Don't you listen to me. Don't listen to mom. Mom don't know best. T-1000 knows best. Apparently. Apparently. Um, this movie was the most expensive movie of its time. At that point, which a hundred million, like you, you sneeze at that, um, any movie that you can make these days. Uh, and then of course, so many iconic lines and they're all Arnold's. You get hasta la vista, baby. That's where that came from. Mm. I'll be back and come with me if you want to live. So cool. Well, uh, and
1: like hasta la vista, baby. That comes from when the kid's trying to teach him how to human.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is like <laughs> so like, innocuous. In weird. The, yeah. <laughs> Which is such an endearing scene. It is. It's and, really cute. Okay, so we're getting into the themes, and we'll go ahead and talk about that. Why I cry at the end. Um,
1: if I had not been cackling the whole time over the nonsense things that were happening, mm-hmm. maybe if I were more in it, but I yeah. was just laughing at the action was killing me. It was cracking me up the <laughs> it, whole time.
0: It is It is. It, over the top in all the best ways possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so the theme of, like overcoming and uh sarah talks about you know she's rewriting the future there's no fate uh but what you make of it it's that, bigger than us all that kind of stuff and then the thing she's talking about when she's carving that before she has her nightmare um
1: wow, which is
0: super disturbing <laughs> and yeah that was horrifying horrifying yeah um so graphic right but, um, you know, she's talking about the, the machine, the, the T-800. Um, uh, Arnold is, you know, the surrogate kind of like father figure that John's always needed that she couldn't find for him in any of the years prior. And um, it was this killing machine who tried to kill her, you know, in the past. And you know he is programmed to learn and to be better and to make himself better and understand. And at the very end, he understands why John cries or why humans cry. Yeah. He's like, but it's something I can't do. I'm a robot. Right. But um, you know the the thumbs up is so like kitschy and silly, but like it was something that John taught him, and it was his final send off to him, and it's so cool um but yeah so like the whole like father figure thing uh is something that i hadn't caught on to before um and i thought it was really powerful but um another theme that i loved is you know just like just doomsday was just it's a common trope that you explore in movies but it's scarier now that you know that imagery is so just on the precipice of just we're seconds for midnight that kind of thing mm-hmm. of that kind of shit happening um, but it's not too far fetched and it's incredibly plausible. Yeah. And I hate it.
1: <laughs> In nineteen ninety one when this came out, people were like, ah, that'll never happen. What a great movie. And now we're like, dun dun dun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, can you please not?
1: Can and then we... you have people digging up dinosaur bones and we're like, Have you seen Jurassic Park? Like yeah, So many people just need to go watch a movie and just stop.
0: Or just stop watching the movies and getting ideas.
1: Maybe. Well, but if they watched the movies, they would see how badly it ends.
0: But they're 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 in the same mindset that that everyone was in the '90s of like, ah, that'll never happen, <laughs> and it's all bad. Uh, artificial intelligence, you know, love the description of what happens in 1997 is what she was saying when, um, Skynet comes online. You know, it advances too fast it becomes sentient, and it takes human emotion out of the equation and bombs Russia um, as a precaution, right? And then that just causes everything else. Like it's so um just not out of the scope of what could happen Mm. and uh it's it's very relevant and you know it's incredibly scary yeah and i don't like it anymore (laughs) Uh, i used to i still do love this movie but now it's just like oh no um the uh the dichotomy of the t800 becoming more human and sarah becoming less human is a neat thing that takes place throughout the movie uh, she kind of gains back her humanity at the end, but she is very cold and calculating and so focused on rewriting the future that she's so just like...
1: Especially when she bails to go kill Dyson.
0: Yeah, she's such just like a shit mm-hmm. mother to John when they first like reconcile and they're in the car and they're escaping the mental hospital. he's He thinks he's going in for a hug and she's hugging him, but she's just like checking him for wounds. Like, like don't be a liability. Kind yeah. Of a thing, but at the end, she's like piling Kevlar vests on him, which that's not how it works. Not
1: how Kevlar works, people, <laughs> but she like, was like taping him to the windows. I'm like, ma'am, <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not going to stop anything,
1: and he could peek it out anyway. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Um, and then this was a, uh, a really neat rise of the female led protagonist uh, in modern film. Um, she's just an incredible badass, and um,
1: in my me and my research, I also read—I don't know how true it is—but apparently, she was only a few months postpartum when she started training mm-hmm. to be that ripped monster that you find in the in the nut house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I like I can't even imagine <laughs> just
0: cranking out pull-ups like it ain't no big deal. Yeah, just you know. Just ready to, to, to just whip some doctor ass, mm-hmm. which you, which you'd love to see. But yeah, so like the previous movie that Cameron, James Cameron did, uh, was Aliens. Same kind of thing with Sigourney Weaver as, uh, uh, uh Ellen Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things that you hadn't seen before, you know, um, uh, women leads being, um, you know, just being the badass. Mm-hmm right saving the day um kicking ass s- smart
1: super strong physically and and emotionally and and a lot more androgynous like that crap would never fly today people would lose their fucking minds
0: yeah uh i was reading up on some of that stuff of like you know she's wearing you know like a a tank top you know which is very reminiscent of like other male action stars she's
1: very rambo in her Scene where they go to get the weapons, and then she bails.
0: Yeah, right. And the all black and the mm-hmm. tactical pants and that yeah. kind of stuff. But like her iconic look from this movie is the white tank top.
1: Oh, when she's doing her pull-ups. Yeah, chin-ups,
0: uh, chin-ups, pull up. Yeah, chin-ups with the wrist facing in. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, you know, workout, <laughs> workout talk. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was a riff, and it was on purpose to like, no, she's, the, she is the lead. She's one of the leads in this movie, and she's not, you know, a helpless damsel in distress. Like she's a hardened, calculating, killing machine, you know. Uh, even though she can't do it at the end, but um, yeah, it's uh, this this movie has really neat um things that it touches on. You know, it's it's definitely worth a rewatch if you hadn't uh watched it in the past several years and like you know my take on it now is it is a way scarier more real well yeah it's full on
1: holds up you you don't notice the effects because they're so good
0: yeah this doesn't feel that, like that That
1: could come out today except it never would because it's too close to reality yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> this would feel just like what do you, you it's too what much you of a documentary like <laughs> yeah who <laughs> Whose idea was this? Yeah. No, a- absolutely. It's, um, it definitely stands the test of time, uh, for a multitude of reasons. Um, it's just a lot of fun. And, um, there's, there's so many fun things that, you know, I, I'm discovering for the first time with this, with this movie, you know, obviously being a father for the first time, like definitely picking up those vibes yeah. from this, this, um, this go round. But, um, yeah, those are, those are some of the things that I, that I noted about, um, We're rounding out here, Nanner. Uh, Do you want to give some final thoughts before we uh, wrap it up with some end games? Some shenanigans?
1: I don't know if I have any more thoughts.
0: Would you watch this movie again?
1: Oh, yeah. I think I would watch it again. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I just would be... The action was so over the top. And the... Arnold gets me every time. He cracks me up. He loves a one-liner. And plus, I'm like in my brain filling in different Arnold one-liners like when uh when T1000 gets taken out with the um liquid nitrogen mm-hmm. he could have very easily given him the Mr. Freeze chill. everybody chill <laughs> like it, <laughs> so i'm watching it through that lens that's fair and cracking up dying laughing and you're like in a very different
0: i'm in a very different headspace it's place. it is you know like i said it's a very nostalgic watch because i've seen this multiple, multiple times and, you know, grew up with it, that kind of thing. I'm so too
1: deep in the Arnoldverse. That's my problem. <laughs> right, yeah. Which, I mean,
0: you know, which which I have too, of course, you know. Um, you know, Arnold gets, gets some funny, funny quips in here. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I love this movie so much. And I think it definitely uh, has earned its place of being a top tier, one of the best movies of all time. Uh, Definitely one of the better sequels of all time. Oh, for sure. Um, You know, it maybe kind of tilted, um, you know, sequel stuff in probably the wrong direction to like always go more, make it bigger, make it more over the top. But like, I think they did it right. I think every explosion, however, you know, um, you know, masturbatory, whatever you want to call it. it is uh i think a lot of it is earned in some ways it it makes sense canonically he with the stood story. in the
1: front in the doorway of the fucking glass building wherever they were mm-hmm. and just was blowing up cop cars for funsies like which
0: you love to see right <laughs> you know i mean yeah in 2023 you love to see cop cars being blown up but um hilarious yeah but yeah that's uh that's that's all my 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 thoughts. Do you, do you want the final word on T two?
1: Do I want the final word? Yeah. No.
0: No. Thanks. Great. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I love you. Great. So what we're gonna do? Uh, Joe mentioned that he loves the soundtrack to this movie. It's. I his wonder second...
1: if his he said it was his top two. I wonder if the other one is Little Shop.
0: I really hope it is I Little Shop of Horrors.
1: I know he listened to it a bunch.
0: Yeah. I mean, we gave them good ones. We give them good stuff. We do. Um, I definitely took a cue from the theme, the theme song that plays a lot through it, as well as subconsciously, I was influenced, and it ties back into our beverage, and I mentioned this to you at dinner, of, um, you know, uh, Molten Lava, Thumbs Up, or Thumbs Up, Molten Lava, whatever, is the name of a song of a band that that we both like called Double Ferrari out of Athens, Georgia. Uh, they have a song of the same title and they do a similar kind of thing at the end of the song. We'll go back and we'll listen to it. Okay. And they do the same kind of thing. But anyway, so here's the end game and we're gonna play we're gonna play Robot Apocalypse.
1: Ooh.
0: Okay. You ready? Robocalypse, all right. Robocalypse. Here we go. Ready? A lot of Robin Williams robots. Yeah. He loves a robot. Um, Great stuff. So we're going to be playing Robot Apocalypse.
1: I can't wait to find out what this is.
0: This is a game centered around famous pop culture robots. Okay. Uh, There are 10 questions. Uh It's not multiple choice. All right. So it's just, you know, I I tried to make them pretty um, approachable. Um, not too obscure or anything like that. So this is just general pop culture robots. There's a bunch. Uh, So I'm going to give you just a general description and you just tell me which robot I'm talking
1: about. Oh, great. Cool. All right. There's 10. I'm really good at names, so this should be really easy for me.
0: (laughs) This is so much fun. Hooray. Hooray. (laughs) Uh, All right. Number one. The last robot left on Earth. Name. Oh, it's Wally. God damn it. (laughs) You got it. Ding, ding, ding. Waste allocation load lifter earth class. Wally.
1: Do You know his girlfriend? Is she on this list? She's not on this list. Okay. Eva. Yeah.
0: Took her off. Uh, Well, they're they're robots, so they're non-binary. That's right. (laughs) Get it right. (laughs) Uh, Known for beeping and booping, as most robots are, this resourceful astromech travels the galaxy with their non-binary life mate, golden robot. (laughs)
1: It's R2-D2.
0: R2-D2. Uh, shape- Maybe I'm
1: better at this than I thought.
0: That's true. You're so two far for, two for two. Shape-shifting leader of other fellow robots. This one's name means the best individual in Latin. Huh? For those of you who don't know, Ryan I, lettered in Latin. I in lettered in
1: school. foreign language in high school, and I took Latin. Um, you know,
2: <laughs> like you do,
1: <laughs> like you do. <laughs> I lettered in academics twice, boys and girls.
2: <laughs> For those keeping score. For
1: those keeping score at home. um, Say again?
0: Shapeshifting leader of other fellow bots, this one's name means the best individual in Latin.
1: I have no idea.
0: So if you were going to say, you know, like something is the best.
1: Like Magna.
0: You know, other or Laude. Other things. I don't know. If something is uh, is the best, it's it, would you say it's optimal?
1: Was oh, it Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime. Oh, it's the fucking stupid. Transformers. Transformers.
0: Yeah. Remember. All right, you missed one. You got me. Yeah, you know. Uh Before assuming a physical shape named Vision, this AI went by this name. Jarvis. Jarvis. There you go. Redeeming. Uh, it's
1: just movies I've seen. I I don't. I'm, I can't get with the Transformers.
0: I can't. I can't either. Uh, Hard-drinking, cigar-smoking, foul-mouthed, animated, beloved robot. Bender. Bender. I, I can't remember Bender's full name. It's uh, it's like Hernandez or something like that. It's Bender <laughs> Hernandez. Um, famously irritating and hilariously always complaining, this golden bot is friends with robot from question number two. C-3PO. C-3PO. Well done. Uh, Inflatable healthcare robot superhero friend. Baymax. Baymax, there we go. Uh, you've only missed one so far. Cartoons, cartoons, man. <laughs> Adorned in crayon-decorated cardboard, Cartman assumes this robot persona in order to blackmail Butters.
1: Uh, I've seen that episode. It's like the something three thousand. He's like the friend bot or something.
0: Yeah, it's close. Hey. Uh, it's uh, well, not even close. It's a uh, uh, Awesomo. <laughs>
1: oh he, uh-huh. he is and he awesome-o. winds up having to go to like butter's grandma's house <laughs> yeah.
0: it's really funny oh yeah and then i read the whole description of this episode and it's oh have you never seen oh, it i know i have yeah it's hilarious i forgot that all of that happened <laughs> yeah. like the he's uh, like oh man <laughs> hollywood like kidnaps him and like exploits him <laughs> yeah. to write movies and all of them have <laughs> Rob Schneider or no have, have adam sandler <laughs> Okay, and in another one, Adam Sandler. It's great. I
1: mean, that's kind of what happened in real life.
0: It's true. Uh, all right, number nine. One of the oldest bots in a fictional LARP park, this bot starts out simple and sweet, then later questions the nature of their reality, oh, and all hell breaks loose.
1: I don't know her name, but she's the blonde lady from the Western Robot Park. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs>
0: She's got an old-fashioned name. I
1: have no, I can't remember her name, but I can see her face.
0: Uh, And like in the beginning
1: of Dolores, in the beginning of her simulation, she like drops an onion or an apple or something Uh every time. I know, I know who you're talking about. Oh, I know names.
0: Oh, I know. Uh, What Westworld? Westworld. Robot simulation park. Yeah, there you go. It's (laughs) a LARP park. Yeah. Yeah. Last question.
1: I think LARP. I think like fairies and. You know, right. Leap warped not... in the flooty doos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, not like gunslinging robot no. cowboys. Uh last question. The arch nemesis of the fastest blue hedgehog you've ever seen.
1: Dr. Robotnik.
0: Here it is. So you missed I got an eighty. You got an eighty. Well
1: I missed two, right?
0: You missed three.
1: I missed three. What's the third one?
0: Uh South Park. You oh, I can't think of it. All awesome right, one. okay.
1: But I knew what you... I just batted names.
0: I know. It's partial credit.
1: I got 90% if I could remember names of things.
0: You did well, though. Yeah. You did really well. That was fun. I'm, that was Robot Apocalypse.
1: Robocalypse.
0: Robocalypse. That's what I should have called it.
1: We'll put it on the... We'll put it on the gram.
0: Put it on the gram. Oh, yeah. You'll have a fun time with that on the stories. Yeah. Just doing all the screen grabs and stuff. Great. Uh, Nana. we just did... Turn I did into a two- podcast. And you did a podcast. <laughs> Very first UCU guest host uh thoughts wasn't the plan (laughs) this was not the plan this was a very last minute plan two days ago but uh how's it feel being on the on the podcast finally
1: uh i will have a lot less to say when we listen back (laughs) maybe not (laughs) i don't know (laughs) oh i should have said this
0: oh i should have said that yeah yeah oh you probably won't want to listen back you'll probably
1: i will listen Okay, It'll great. Be
0: fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. You did great. I won't
1: watch, no, but I will listen.
0: Oh yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, everyone else will watch instead. Um, so, yeah, so that 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 brings the end of the episode. Uh, don't forget to like, review, and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at UCU Podcast for any new fun. It's a good time. It's a great time. It's well worth your while. And uh, Joe returns, makes his triumphant return uh sunburn and all next week I
1: think he probably won't be sunburned he's got pretty brown skin like you have he's, it's true he does his 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 Italian. Jonathan will be quite sunburned i would have to
0: imagine he is quite pale yes uh so that would be hilarious um but yeah we're going to do this again uh next week sometime and that's when we're going to be talking about speed uh it's going to be so much fun and then uh we'll let Joe tease out his his episode that we'll do at the end of the month
1: it is a left turn
0: it is a hard left turn, but it is... <laughs> it's going to be fun, too, though. It is a blockbuster.
1: It meets the criteria. It meets I the criteria. I don't know how many gratuitous explosions there will be, but it is a blockbuster.
0: Period. Period. It happens. Great. So that, everybody, has been the Uncultured Cinematic Universe from the house of Nanner. Uh, the Nanner Manor. The Nanner Manor is where we live. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Check us out later, and we'll catch everyone... Uh, on the flippy flip.